What's up, wrestling fans? It is episode 95 of the Chick Foley Show. This is Seth Phelps. To my left is the world-famous Chick Foley. What's going on, peeps? And up in Massachusetts, we got everybody's favorite mass hole, the MVP, Marco Denton. What's up, Marco? What's going on, my favorite people? All right, guys, we will cut right to the chase. We got a lot of wrestling action to talk about. As always, we got to get through our Clash of Champions preview, but I would be remiss if I didn't start the show by saying... Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers from everybody at the Chick Foley Show and the Foley Fam to Road Warrior Animal and his family. Um, obviously, the news came out of nowhere this morning uh, that Animal, the legendary tag team wrestler, passed away at the age of sixty. Um, we'll we'll get into the details a little bit more on our thoughts from that and some different uh, topics we're going to discuss to to reflect on the life of this legend. But I just want to start the show by uh, by giving thoughts and prayers to his family. So uh, let's talk about where you can find us on social media. Sheena, where can you be found at? At Chick Foley on Instagram. That's the original, the number one source for wrestling news, nostalgia picks, pretty much anything you want in the world of wrestling, you can find it there. And then Marco, tell us where they can find you at on Twitter. At Chick Foley Show. Uh, that's where all the uh, the slapstick and hijinks um, <laughs> come available on the Twitter world. <laughs> the lighter side of Chick Foley. <laughs> all right, Sheena, tell the, the listeners about uh, the Chick Foley Show Patreon. Yeah, guys, so you can go to chickfoleyshow.com um, and sign up for our Patreon. Not only will you get bonus content, unboxing videos, um, articles on our Patreon feed, you're also getting access to our exclusive Facebook community. It's a wonderful group of people. Um, we really are a family in there. We look out for each other. We buy, sell, trade figs. It's all retail plus shipping. Um, entry starts at a, a dollar a month, um, and honestly, right now, the way the distribution is and everything you're, I mean, the dollar is so worth it. So definitely check us out. Like I said, you can go to chickfellyshow.com. Um, and we do, we do monthly giveaways in there exclusive for our Patreon. So we do have a brand new Patreon member this week. So I want to recognize Jeremy Waybright for joining the, uh, the Foley fam. So welcome Jeremy. I hope you enjoy and, uh, you know, enjoy all the perks and benefits of being part of our exclusive fam. So speaking of the benefits, uh, we had the giveaway last week. I hit the Virginia beach antique mall a couple weeks ago and found just a super minty, uh, Yokozuna Bindum from 1996 had to have it and figured what better way to show love for the Foley fam than to give it away to you guys. So we ran it on the Facebook page that again, like Sheena mentioned, you can get access to for $1 a month or $10 for the entire year. And the winner of it was, give me a drum roll. All right. I'm sorry. I was drinking my beer. Kyle Peterson. Oh. All right. So if you guys are familiar with Kyle at all, um, you know, this dude has one of the sickest figure collections out there. Uh, just go check him out on Insane. his, yeah, check out his YouTube page. Just seeing his figure room is, it, it blows my mind. You know, I'm really jealous because space is kind of the biggest limiter for me right now. I'm growing my collection where I want it to be. So this guy's got an awesome setup. Uh, and he runs. He has some really sweet videos on YouTube. So Kyle, we'll be getting that figure out your way. Uh, he said he's going to show it off on a video, so you guys get to see exactly what I'm talking about. But congrats, Kyle! And then also, uh, Sheena just threw it up today. She's got the latest episode of Unboxamania um, with the musical Mutagens, aka the Coming Out of Their Shell tour, Ninja Turtles from NECA. So, so those figures are awesome. Um, I'd, I'd really been getting kind of itchy to open those up and finally talk Sheena into recording a video on them last night. They they definitely don't disappoint. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome detail. NECA knocked another one out of the park. And if you want to see Sheena's take on them and uh, some really high quality video and photos, uh, head over to the Patreon page. Uh, also want to give a shout out to everybody who's been posting pictures of their figures in the fig t-shirts. Uh, again, Marco's working on the Series 2 
uh, of getting those out to everybody, but they look great. Thank you guys for sharing those and just promoting the show in that way. And last, uh, but definitely not least, probably the most important thing here on our housekeeping segment, uh, I'd like to be the first to wish Sheena a happy birthday. Uh, we, we won't put her age out, but here in about an hour and a half, uh, <laughs> Sheena's celebrating one more trip around the sun. Um, we got a big day planned for tomorrow. And uh, yeah, just want to wish happy birthdays. And I encourage, I encourage everybody out there in the uh, the Chick-fil-A fam and the, the extended Chick-fil-A universe to, uh, to reach out to Sheena tomorrow. Aww. All right. So we will move into the Chick's top six inside the square circle. Remember, this segment is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Tees. If you guys search Chick Foley Show at ProWrestlingTees.com, you can see all the awesome designs we have. So next time you're there picking up something from uh, one of your favorite legends or AEW, check, take a look at the Chick Foley Show shirts and uh, and pick one up. So we'll start off with number six. So uh, just concluded about 20 minutes ago. The first ever Gauntlet Eliminator match is in the books. Uh, Marco, this was the first time that we ever saw the, this sort of gimmick match. It was kind of like a hybrid of of a Gauntlet match and a Royal Rumble in the Elimination Chamber. Uh, what were your thoughts on the match overall as a concept? Um, I actually liked it. It had a really good pace to it. Um, maybe because it was like a half hour left and they had to like get everyone out there, but um. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was definitely expecting uh, someone to like last the whole time, um, which it came to fruition. Um, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it yet. Um, Kyle O'Reilly um, came out on top, and uh, I think he put on a great performance um, in that match as well. Um, they had a great uh, mix of different styles, too, um, in that match, which I, which I was looking for as well. Um, just a just to keep the match going. You don't want to have the same type of people out there. Um, the, my favorite part of that match was definitely um, Timothy Thatcher and Kyle O'Reilly just kicking the crap out of each other. I definitely need to see them two again at some point down the line, go one-on-one. Oh yeah, a lot of hard hitters. The the work rate was was off the charts in that match. I was glad that they, uh, you know, Bronson Reed definitely looked tough. It took a hell of a beating to get him out of there because he was definitely looking like the yeah. favorite for a little bit. I was surprised to see Kushida get eliminated so early. He was he was one of my picks to to possibly uh, win it, but you know, obviously Velveteen Dream made his presence felt. Uh, Sheena, what do you think of the Eliminator Gauntlet? I thought it was good. I mean, you know, rules being kind of convoluted. I was just like, well, it's not really, it's not really a gauntlet match because, you know, obviously they're, they're coming in regardless of whether the person gets eliminated or not. Um, but I mean, yeah, like you said, the work rate was high. I'm excited to see, um, you know, Finn and Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, this is really Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly's first, like kind of like singles push in, um, NXT. So I'm excited to see how this kind of shakes out and how Adam Cole kind of, you know, feels about it, whether he's like, you know, gets a little bit jealous that, um, you know, Kyle's getting his shot, but I really thought Cameron Grimes was going to win. So I, I was a little bit surprised to see Kyle O'Reilly come out on top. Marco, do you think this is going to cause uh, some dissension within Undisputed Era or do you think uh, Adam Cole is going to be supportive? We, we saw him come out and give the big bear hug after after Kyle O'Reilly won, but, you know, I, I was telling Sheena it wouldn't be the first time we've seen somebody, you know, be supportive at first just to, to put the knife in their back. So how do you think this uh, this plays out for the Undisputed Era? Um, I think it's, I think it still goes where there's still like a unit. Um, if he wins the title, that's, that's where you'll see the dissension, yeah. if anything, or the, the backstabbing. But I think right now they're, they're unified front. They're not going anywhere. Um, I think it was a, a genuine hug, uh, that he gave him. I felt um, like it was too. Yeah. Until the, like I said, until. But we never get work, do we Marco? No, we never. Yeah. De- no, definitely not. That was a real genuine hug. He like loves 
Kyle O'Reilly. He, he would never stab. He would in the never, back. Ever, ever, ever stab his no. brother in the back. So I'm not. Uh, I'm not really familiar with uh, Kyle O'Reilly's work before he came to NXT. But you know, I know on uh, the Mass Mansion last week, uh, David Shoemaker was talking about you know how he had a hell of a a babyface singles run in Ring of Honor. So oh, yeah. So maybe we're we're seeing the start of something big here. I know him and Finn. They're definitely going to tear the house down in yeah. uh, in Ring. I'll just be interested. I'll be interested to see how the. Uh, the storyline plays out. I, I like the uh, Gauntlet Eliminator as a match. One thing I would like to see is I think they should just expand it. You know, more people. Uh, I think that was my problem. Too. I think that was a really good point you made, Marco, about the the quick pace of it. Really kind of helped it just for entertainment value. But I think it'd be dope if they, you know, make it about an hour long. Give me ten people in there. You know, I, I want to see more guys in the match and and kind of let it uh, just progress because. Um, you know, really, this one kind of just turned into a, a run-of-the-mill fatal four-way after uh, after Kushida got eliminated. It wasn't too long before we saw all four guys in there, but right. still pretty cool. It's definitely something that uh, WWE's got in the vault now. You know, it won't be quite as difficult to explain the rules next time they come up with this. <laughs> and uh, I'll be I'll be pumped when we get the second Gauntlet Eliminator if this thing ever comes back. So on the other channel, the other half of the Wednesday Night Wars, we saw Mox uh, defend the AEW Championship against Eddie Kingston. So this was an impromptu match, kind of booked on the fly. Um, for whatever reason, uh, Lance Archer was not able to compete tonight, so we didn't get the scheduled six-man tag we were supposed to have, and they kind of shotgunned this match to us. Uh, Sheen, what did you think of the match? I thought it was okay. I thought I thought it looked a little indie-rific, to be quite honest with you. Um, I like Eddie Kingston. I, and I, I obviously I love Mox, um, but I just thought that this was kind of I, I didn't enjoy them working together for some reason. It just didn't like, you know, it just didn't keep me engaged. Right. We were watching both matches at the same time and I just felt like I always kept looking back at the the gauntlet eliminator match. Um, they were just doing a lot of like chopping. It was kind of slow paced. Um, also, Eddie Kingston, like I like his vibe. I I, I like him as a wrestler um his ring gear though he's got to change it that that ring gear looks awful it's like he's got these like baggy wind pants like tucked into to you know ankle like shin shin high boots uh and this like singlet that's just it just looks ridiculous so yeah he definitely needs a new look uh marco what what are your thoughts on eddie kingston overall are you buying this guy as, as a main eventer and a threat to win the the biggest prize in aew um, since, so I guess, um, what do you call it? Uh, Lance Archer actually, uh, got, he was COVID positive. I'm not sure if you guys heard them talk about that on, on, uh, on commentary. He, uh, something happened where a family member was with, uh, a friend of the, of the family and that friend of the family was COVID positive and, um. So he doesn't have it. He was just exposed. No, no he has it. He had it. Oh. Uh. Yeah, he's sick. Yeah. So, um. He actually mentioned it. It's on, he's on Twitter too. He actually mentioned it there as well. He said he's doing doing fine. He got sick, and uh, he's feeling a lot better. But he'll be back. Um, so yeah, this match was technically impromptu. Um, my thoughts on it were: if they gave, obviously, it had to happen right away. But if you build them up in a certain way, like when you give them the promo time that they need and all that stuff, I think you could be a main event person. Um, Definitely yeah. with with Moxley, their styles complement each other very well. Because um, Moxley has faced like all the people that don't want to do that type of style that he does, um, except right. for like um, Lance Archer. Um, but uh, where Eddie Kingston is that type of like same type of promo, um, maybe a little bit better. Some may say um, same type of ring uh, style. 
I'm not afraid yeah, to I get like his, I like his yeah. promos. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. Seth's not the biggest fan of Eddie Kingston. He's like he's not. He's not. You know, buying it or whatever. I wouldn't but, say I'm not the biggest fan. I'd say I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't like him. I, I thought he was going to win um, the freaking. Uh, oh my gosh, what was their what was their match at All Out? Uh, the, uh, the, the Battle Royal. The Battle, Battle Royal. Royal yes, yeah. the Casino Battle Royal. I thought he was going to win that. I, I like him. I like his promos. I think I. I. He feels very authentic when he's speaking, which I really like. Um, again, I just I'm not super familiar with his like work at like Impact and like Ring of Honor and stuff. Um, I just think he needs to like kick it up a notch or something. And like I said, he needs he needs a new look for sure. He needs more street style. I don't I don't I don't like his like he just looked yeah. and they were trying to explain his ring gear, like what the significance of it was tonight, but I don't care what the significance of it is. It looks silly. All right. So we will move on from Eddie Kingston just because I, I don't really have a whole lot of uh positive things to say. And again, I I try not to be a critic. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna save that for for our story we got coming up. So the number four story of the week is Cody's back. So I think he's been gone, you know, maybe five or six weeks. It hasn't been that long. It hasn't been very long. Definitely hasn't been long enough for us to really miss him and definitely not uh, to earn the the dramatics we had tonight. But, you know, after after Brody Lee uh, got rid of Orange Cassidy, uh, we saw the lights go out, some dramatic yeah. music hit, and then, uh, of course, the, it turns into Cody's music and Cody comes back out with uh, the, his hair is back dark again. Um Looks like we're setting up a dog collar match in the next couple of weeks with Brody Lee. Marco, what did you think of Cody's return? Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was, I definitely did think it was kind of a fast return. Uh, maybe another week or so, um, bring him back out. But um, I, w- I mean, I always enjoy seeing uh, Cody. He's like kind of like the face of AEW. Um, it was kind of weird not seeing him on, on the show every week where he was um, uh, putting his title up pretty much every single Wednesday. Um, and then have him just gone was kind of weird, but uh, no, I enjoyed it. Hopefully, we get the uh, dashing, dashing Cody back with the uh, with the dark hair. Maybe he grows a mustache out again. Oh my gosh, I pretty- hate that mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I you know. I- I just felt like for him to only have been gone, like you know, like I said, I thought it was like four or five weeks. I didn't even think it had been that long, like six weeks. Um, I felt like it was like a lot of theatrics and a lot of like over the top. I mean, you would have thought this was like, you know, John Cena's return at the Rumble or something, you know, like it was like, you know, I felt like if him running in, I would have been like, oh, crap, Cody's back. Like, holy crap, you know, yeah. um, but with the whole like, you know, pyro and the the music and all that kind of stuff, I was just like, OK, this is a little much, you know, like just because you changed your hair color doesn't mean you need all of this, you know, um, and Seth had a, Seth had a pretty hot take on Cody. I'm going to let him share it with you guys. So this is something, you know, this, it's a hot take, but this one's been kind of simmering for a while. I just, you know, we're, it's been over four years now since Cody left WWE shortly after WrestleMania 32 and over and over again, just the presentation and the, the dramatics they try to have with anything he's involved in. They want us to, uh, they want us to think that Cody is, is a main eventer. You know, we, we see it. We see all the dramatic angles, the big entrance. You know, he looks so, so focused and intense when he comes out. We hear him on the mic. And I'm just telling you, I don't buy it. All right. Cody, he's, you know, he's a solid mid-carder. Um, he's entertaining. But the guy is just not a main event level talent. You know, the, everything he's done since he's been gone, um, none of it's excited me as much as when he was Stardust. You know what I mean? Like I would be, I'd be more excited to see Stardust than I would to see the Cody Rhodes that we've seen uh, 
since he's been gone. I, I know that's a hot take because Cody's, you know, worshipped by a lot of the the indie fans. And I'm talking strictly about just Cody as a, an on-screen in-ring performer. I got all the respect in the world for what he's done along with the Bucks to get AEW off the ground. It really is revolutionary. Nothing short of that. But I'm talking about in the ring. Um, I just see, you know, he, he thinks he's Triple H and he's just not, you know. Uh, he, he's constantly the one taking shots at WWE on social media. He had the big thing where he wrecked the throne at uh, at double or nothing. And it just comes off as, as just a wannabe to me. You know, he just, just be be yourself, Cody. Be comfortable with what you are, but stop trying so hard, man. That That's my advice to Cody, the, the wrestler on screen um you know outside of his match with nick aldis at uh at the first all-in there's just been nothing that's really got me that excited uh i know i'll probably catch some flack for that but yeah i'm just not a big cody fan and and i'm i'm giving up hope of him ever being you know the main event headliner marco thoughts uh how do you follow that (laughs) 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 there's a lot of heat there's a lot of heat off of that for that i know i Um, know I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with uh, some of the things you said there, yeah. Um, I definitely wouldn't discount any of the stuff he's done while he's been out of the WWE, especially like his New Japan uh, stuff. Um, a lot of those matches, like the match he had with Kenny Omega was really, I mean, obviously any match with Kenny Omega is going to be really good. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree with most of the stuff you said there with, with him in an in, in-ring performing, not not like the like end-all, be-all when it comes to, to uh, wrestlers yeah. and stuff like that, but uh yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I mean, I wouldn't go. He's, let's be, too crazy he's, with he's it. definitely going to be AEW champion at some point. I oh, mean, yeah. I know, I know, like the angle says that he's like he's never allowed to, you know, uh, be the champion, but yeah. he will be. He will be the top of the mountain at some point, whether we whether we like it or not. Yeah, and I think that that uh, that stipulation, them making that and them having that match, kind of like halted any type of like momentum for him as well right so maybe if he did win the title back then maybe seth would have a different well that was to me that was the biggest thing that they all they all did like all the elite came into aew and they they halted their own progress instead of pushing themselves you know like we've talked about this on the show countless times like we bought into aew because we were like holy shit the bucks and kenny omega and hangman and Chris uh, Jericho and Cody, like all these people are like starting this freaking, you know, awesome, um, you know, new company. And then they all kind of just like put the brakes on themselves and started pushing these like, you know, no namers, um, which I think was a huge mistake from the beginning. And it's really, it's really hard to come back from that. You know, you can't make yourself look like a mid Carter for like, you know, a year, year and a half. And then all of a sudden be like, you know, Noah, I'm one of the best wrestlers in the world, you know, and be taken seriously. So I I feel like that's always been a big mistake. And I think Cody really could have shown himself as like the guy, um, if he had just come out and, you know, pushed himself from day one. Yeah. I think what they should have done was, uh, uh, come in, win all the titles, right. And then build other people up in those programs. Right. Like exactly. the Young Bucks have the tag titles. Maybe um, Kenny has a world title. I don't know how that stuff would have went, but like that's how you build up the the younger talent. Like have those guys go after those titles. Like uh, now we're look, looking at MJF. Like he's one of the stars because he actually went for a title shot against Moxley. Maybe earlier in AEW's like infancy would have happened. But like right. my other my other part before we end this is: Do you think if the Click ended up creating their own wrestling organization? They weren't. They were gonna like give all the titles to everyone else Hell in the company. No, 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 no. definitely not. No, no. Shawn Michaels is a champ. They would have um, all the gold. They would have all the gold all exactly, the gold. and they would build everyone else up. 
um, they would definitely do that. But like, no, if, they, if they're starting a company, they're all winning the titles. 100%. Yeah. So. All right. So to cap it off, bring back Stardust. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Story number three. Uh, so we've been seeing them for feels like months now. They've broke down windows. They've, uh, they've, cut, ring they've cut ring ropes. They've stomped around. They've screamed. But we finally saw the proper uh, debut and reveal of Retribution. Uh, Sheena, what would you think of, you know, their, their kind of their proper debut and just the overall presentation oh, of, uh, of Retribution on Monday night? So, you know, they were wearing the ski masks and all that. And then they unveiled their, their faces and they were wearing, um, well, the, the two chicks, um, uh, Mercedes Martinez and uh, Mia Yim were wearing these Hannibal Lecter style face masks. And then Dio Madden and freaking what's his name? Shane, Shane, Sean? Shane, Thorne. Shane Thorne. Yeah. Shane Thorne. They just looked ridiculous. Sorry if I'm sniffling you guys. I'm, I'm have a little bit of a cold. So if I sound different this week, that's what's, that's what's going on. But I thought it was just ridiculous. And then they announced their names and I just could not take it seriously for the life of me. I, I mean, I think the idea of them is great, but they drug it on so long that the expectation had to be like, it was, it had to be really high. They set the bar really high and they, they came out and just like delivered a freaking comedy bomb with their, with their names. What'd you think about, what'd you think about the, the lineup of their names, Marco? Uh, T-Bar, Mace, and Slapjack. <laughs> Slapjack. <laughs> sounds, like, um, sounds like Grand Theft Auto so, like characters yes. you come across in like the first couple of levels, man. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, if you, yeah, don't go on a uh, Urban Dictionary and look up Slapjack by the way, because that's an actual <laughs> term. Not even joking. It's an actual like oh term for God. something that something. I'll, I'll let, you guys wild. look it up. You Google it. Okay. Get on your Google machines. Use a private <laughs> browser if you're at work, though. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, but yeah, it's, yeah. The names. I mean, uh, so. At least we got one name. I'm not sure if you guys seen this. So, uh, so Dominic Dajakovic, who is T Bar, he actually um, changed his Twitter handle to T Bar Retribution. It's not even Dominic Dajakovic anymore. Oh um, my god! But it's a, it's an acronym, T Bar. Do you know what that notice stands for? No, so the T the T is terrorize. The B is brutalize. A is annihilation. I already hate it. I and R is retribution. I already hate it. I, that's horrible that is horrible <laughs> that is something that like a seven-year-old boy would come up with and be like you know annihilate you know, <laughs> retribution but i i it is really bad slapjack i mean they could the commentary couldn't even say it without like like you could hear them trying to hold back laughter you know and so, apparently backstage they were like everybody was making fun of their names too my big problem with this you guys know i'm mr kayfabe only but I, i'll break kayfabe for just a little bit to uh to speak on this everything i was saying about cody that was all kayfabe also like i said behind the scenes he's the man i'm talking about him as a wrestler but for this i just feel like it's really pushing my suspension of disbelief to to the brink and i'm totally cool with when i sit down to watch wrestling i just want to be entertained i'm not trying to think about my job or Anything else I got going on, any of the, you know, bullshit that's going on out in the world, I'm trying to just be entertained and I'm totally cool with letting them entertain me and, you know, just embracing the, some of the more, uh, you know, out there elements of pro wrestling, but they're calling these guys, you know, T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack, uh, there were there, it's not like these guys are still under mass anymore. You can tell who they are. You can yeah, clearly tell yeah. it's Dominic, Dominic Djokovic, Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne. Um, Jerry Lawler was on commentary with Dio Madden, you know, less than a year ago on Raw. Yes. All, all he's got to say is, 
hey, you know, this is D.O. Madden. You know, I wonder what's caused him to join up with this group. Give me exactly. one line. Give me give me a throwaway line just to at least acknowledge that, yeah, we do see who these guys are. You know, Tom Phillips is called, uh, he's called NXT here in the past few months. He knows who Dominic Dijakovic is. And, you know, Dijakovic's been on takeover matches. This yes, guy's, he's had he's several a, matches. Yeah, he's been a big player in NXT, so... Just give us, hey, you know, what is Dominic Dijakovic? Why is he going by this new name? Why is he aligned with these guys? Give us something like that, and that's all we need. And the other thing is, they started off raw by, I guess, just to make it where we could understand why these guys are allowed to go on the mic by saying these guys now have contracts with the WWE. So um, it just it just really pushed me to the brink, and I think it's kind of insulting for for adult fans who're still watching. If you're a kid, yeah, I guess you're just gonna watch it and not really question it, but. It just make it just there's so many plot holes in this storyline yeah. um, from the jump. Now the one thing they could save it is if it comes out that there is somebody that's behind uh, behind this whole thing. You know, if it's not if DJ Kovac isn't the leader as it appears right now, and there is some you know higher power to go back to the Ministry of Darkness days that, that's pulling the strings on this, but but that remains to be seen. Uh, this just goes back to what we talked about a couple weeks ago, where. Um, even though NXT is literally WWE's third brand, like nothing that you do in NXT matters when you come to the main roster. Like it's literally like its own separate universe. Like, and it's funny how some people will come up and they'll like, you know, Keith Lee came up, obviously they changed his look and stuff like that, but he was still Keith Lee. Right. But like, they don't ever mention like accolades or any of that kind of stuff. And then again, they try to like pull the wool over our eyes um, and just be like, Oh my God, it's T bar. And we're like, actually that's Dominic Dijakovic, you know? Um, So yeah. I, and what Seth said about them saying that they had contracts. And then like last week when they were like, Oh, now we're going to be exclusive to raw. I'm like, this is like goes against everything that this gimmick is actually supposed to stand for, which is just like he said, it just kills your suspension of disbelief. Like if they're just supposed to come in and wreak havoc, like they, I'm supposed to believe they went to Vince's office and like inked some contracts down. Like what they do like with their chainsaws? Like, I don't, I don't understand. So yeah, I don't know how, how far this is going to go or how long lasting this is going to be, but it makes me feel really bad for these people because I like Mia Yim. I like Mercedes Martinez, especially like all these guys. Yeah, they're all great, but they're getting caught up in this just horrible, horrible angle that is literally like doomed from day one. I'm still holding out hope there is another card to play. And we see, uh, you know, CM Punk's actually been tweeting a lot about this thing online. Mm-hmm. So, can't totally rule it out never seen ever in wrestling that would that would be cool if he somehow comes out and, and he's involved with this um that's more of a long shot i think i think triple h is still in play we haven't seen triple h in an on-screen role in a long time you know we're a couple months away from kicking off wrestlemania season and they've definitely mentioned that they're tied in with nxt and stuff so maybe we see some sort of triple h tie in on this to kind of be the you know the ringleader of this whole gang um that could be cool but but yeah as of right now it, it's not doing it for me <laughs> All right, so with that, we will move on to our number two story of the week. Uh, again, like we mentioned at the top of the show, Road Warrior Animal tragically passed away at the age of 60. Uh, this was really kind of stunning because, you know, at a, we, we know how hard of a life it is for these pro wrestlers. You know, a lot of these guys look, you know, aged well behind their years, but uh, Road Warrior Animal seemed to be in great shape. You know, he was at, um, he was at double or nothing and uh he was at all out he was he was tied in with AEW kind of before they were on tnt you know showing up at some of their events um just always showed up with a face paint on the shoulder pads and just seemed really healthy and and uh like he had a lot of years left ahead of him and then we wake up this morning and see that uh he's gone uh it's just really stunning um 
Sheena, what, what what was your thoughts when? What was your reaction when you saw the news? I mean, I couldn't believe it. You know, I, the first thing I saw was Hulk Hogan's tweet, and I was just thinking, like, I mean, wouldn't be the first time that Hulk Hogan's got his wires crossed, and maybe like, you know, maybe he's freaking mistaken. But I mean, he he literally like said, you know, uh, the passing of my friend. So I can't imagine that he would have tweeted that unless he had like confirmation. But nothing. I literally Googled it. Nothing was coming up about him passing away. I checked, you know, the social feeds. Nothing was coming up, and so I was just like shocked. <laughs> excuse me <clears throat> and um like like Seth said you know we we know wrestlers they freaking they go hard and they have hard lives and all that kind of stuff and it's not stunning like it's not shocking to us when wrestlers pass away at an early age which is you know which is sad to say and unfortunate but like we said uh, by all accounts animal was in in good health and doing well and didn't have any like crazy issues or anything like that i mean literally just i was just reading an article yesterday about him talking about retribution and how it's like crazy you know he did like a podcast with sportskedia and then um he just passed away so i think it just goes to show you know first of all like with all the craziness that's going on in the world like you just have to live each day like you know make the most of each day and you know tell people how you you feel about them for, for good or bad no i'm just kidding don't tell people how you how you feel about them negatively but you know tell the people that you love them hang out with your friends i know there's like so much going on in the world and we're also like separated and disconnected but make sure you're keeping those connections and also like on a wrestling front make sure when these guys come to your town or they're doing signings and stuff like that. Like don't miss out like on getting to meet your heroes and you know, you're all these legends because literally you don't know. I mean, you don't know when, when their day is going to come. And you know, if you miss that opportunity to meet them, you know, and it's gone, it's just, it's super, super sad. I mean, we met Vader like literally, I mean, within a year of him passing away and same with Anvil and Mean Gene, you know? Yeah. We were having like a, a, you know, a really lighthearted fun conversation with Mean Gene at WrestleCon. And then, you know, boom, he was gone. Um, so we were really, really fortunate that we got to meet him and some other legends, you know, shortly before they passed. But yeah, it's super, super sad. Um, you know, I was really bummed to see it and I could see, see by the outpouring from the WWE universe and all the fans, how much, um, the road warriors and specifically road warrior animal meant to so many people. Marco, were you a big, uh, road warriors Legion of Doom fan as a kid? Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. Like I said, father grew up in the South. Uh, born and raised in the South and stuff like that, so uh, I was definitely in touch with the uh, with the Southern region when it came to wrestling and stuff like that. So, yeah, Road Warriors were. Uh, I always call them the Road Warriors. I never call them Legion of Doom because I mean they do say Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, but uh, I always say Road Warriors. And yeah, I was a huge fan of them. That obviously with the face paint, you know, I'm a face paint guy. I was the yeah. Road Warrior, <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely that. Um, so yeah, so definitely them staying. Um, yeah, the Road Warriors are, I mean, like you, see, you could arguably say they're, like, um, one of the best, if not, like, the best. Like, they have that term called the Road Warrior pop. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, so, yeah, like, they were they, as over gets. Yeah, yeah, so, like, that's, I mean, that tells you right there that, like, you're looking for that Road Warrior pop when you're when you're walking out there. So, that, they have a term for their own their own pop that they get yeah. when they come out, so. And it's just so sad. We saw Dark Side of the Ring, you know, and then we saw, um, you know, Animal just kind of, like, you know, reliving all of like, you know, Hawk's demons and all that kind of stuff and how, you know, Hawk passed away tragically and stuff. And then, you know, like we said, he, he just, you just never know, you know, it's like super, super, super sad. Yeah. We were actually talking tonight about, uh, 
how cool it'd be if they could use, um, you know, actual like licensed, like real world music for wrestlers. And you made me think about when you talked about watching the the Road Warriors back when they were working down south back in the 80s, uh, when they used to come out to Iron Man. That was about as cool oh, as it so gets. Seeing, yeah, seeing Hawk and Animal come out to uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. So uh, that won't be the last time we talk about Animal on this episode. We got a couple other segments where we're going to talk about uh, Animal specifically and the Road Warriors in general. But uh, we'll, we'll go back to a little bit more of the lighter side of wrestling and We'll get into the number one story of the week, and that's we got a pay-per-view this Sunday. It's Clash of Champions. And what that means is it's time for Sheena to defend her newly won prediction championship. Uh, Marco had been holding the crown for a while, but Sheena took it back at at All Out. I know. I I took down the AEW correspondent at his own (laughs) pay-per-view. Yes, you did. And now let's see if... uh, if she can make it two straight shows. So we'll run through these. Uh, we got nine matches, all championship matches. Every, every title is on the line. Um, yeah. the only title we don't, the only main roster belt that we aren't seeing defended is the, uh, the 24 seven title, but I got a feeling that, uh, they'll find a way to shoehorn that one in there somewhere, but, <sighs> uh, we'll start off. So as of now, it looks like this is the complete card. Um, if anything, if any matches get added or if, you know, something crazy happens on SmackDown and we, we change up, the, the lineup gets changed, uh, we'll either do a chick quickie and get another episode out or Sheena will get her and Marco's predictions out and get a post up on IG. Uh, but for now, we're going to roll with what we got with the Clash of Champions 2020 card. First up is Bobby Lashley defending his United States Championship in a rematch against Apollo Crews. Sheena, you're up first on this one. Who's going to win? Uh. So this is this is the match that lost me the title in the first place. So um yeah, you know, Marco and I were all in alignment and then we went we went separate ways this on is it, uh, payback, at right? Payback, yeah. Um he he chose Bobby Lashley, I chose Apollo Cruz. Um and obviously Bobby Lashley got the got the freaking win. So you know what? I'm going to stick with I mean, the her business is booming. It's hard it's really really hard. Business is good. Yeah, business is good. It's really hard to pick against the hurt business, but I think maybe Ricochet is going to come into play here. So, I think Apollo Cruz is going to is going to take. It. I'm going to put my I'm going to put my money on Apollo Cruz one more time. All right, Marco, what are you thinking? Uh, it's going to come down to this match again, I think. Cuz <laughs> cuz uh, the business is booming and it's not going out of business. So I think uh, Bobby Lashley retains. I think something does happen where Ricochet gets involved, but like um, they're they're thinking of adding a new member, so it could be Ricochet or Apollo Cruz might see the light. Who knows? Mm. I don't know. So yeah, definitely Bobby Lashley, smooth Bobby. Come on, can't go smooth against smooth Bobby. Bobby. Yeah. I agree. I think I think Bobby Lashley's going to win too. Her business is rolling. You know, they they stood up against Retribution. I just think they got a ton of momentum and. I think Bobby Lashley, as much as I, I really can't stand to see him come on my TV, I definitely think that uh, he's going to solidify the the momentum the Hurt Business got going, and he's going to beat Apollo, and I think he's going to do it pretty easily. Um, you, you touched on it, Marco. Who do you guys think should be the next person to join the Hurt Business? Sheena, what do, who do you got? I don't know. Maybe they'll maybe they will indoctrinate freaking uh, Apollo Cruz, and they'll like you know beat him in like they did. Um, oh, what's his freaking name? Cedric. Cedric. Yes. I can't for the life of me think of his name. Yeah. So, they, you know, they beat him down and he was like, you know what? If you can't beat him, join him. So maybe they'll beat down Apollo Cruz and he like, like um, Marco said, he'll see the light. Marco, what do you got? Who would you like to see be the next one to join the Hurt Business? So, you know what? Um, I'm going to go back a few weeks and say, I kind of want to see Ali because he hasn't been on TV okay. and MVP did try to get him to join the Hurt Business on his uh, MVP lounge. I think it would, it was like, 
maybe like a month ago. And um, obviously Ali politely declined the uh, offer, but uh, that'd be pretty cool if he came out of yeah. nowhere and um, yeah. and uh, joined the Hurt business just to like, smooth things out a little bit. But we'll, we'll see. So I'm going to go off the wall on my pick. Do you guys, you remember uh, in the Nation of Domination when they were at their peak, for some reason, Owen Hart joined. You remember that, Marco? When oh, Owen yeah, was of course. For, the nation? for absolutely no reason, somehow this this white dude joined up with the Nation of Domination. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a throwback to that. I want to see Dolph join up with the Hurt Business. Just oh, see what that would look like. oh, that would be awesome, Dolph, I think. Dolph's been kicking some ass in Raw Underground here lately. Uh, <laughs> he's got the swag. We know he can go in the ring. Like, why the hell not? Just to, I, I think that would just be awesome to see Dolph join up with these guys. That'd and, be great. Uh, that would yeah, be great. See what he can do. So that, <laughs> I'm, here, I'm here for that. Yeah, we in, in honor of Owen Hart, we need the random white guy to join up <laughs> with, uh, with the Hurt Business and uh, really solidify them as, as an all-timer of action. So we'll go on to match number two. So this is going to be for the Raw Women's Championship. It's going to be on the kickoff show. Asuka is going to be defending against the new number one contender, Zelina Vega. Marco, who do you got? I wish I wasn't going first on this one. Um, I, 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 I feel like they want to swerve us for some reason. They give Zelina no Vega way. the title. I, I don't know why. I just have this like weird. Oh my gosh! Are you really system. making this pick right that now? Is, no, no, is... I'm, not making, I'm not making the pick. Uh, <laughs> fi- no, no, final no. answer? Is oh, that no, your no. final answer? No final, no final answer. Um, I, I said I want to pick Selena Vega because I feel they're gonna. I don't know why. This is weird, strange feeling that something's gonna happen. But I'm going with Oscar. Oscar retains. Yeah, Oscar's gonna just murder Selena Vega. Like I like Selena Vega, but there's just no way. I mean, I feel bad that Oscar's on the the kickoff. I feel like Oscar always gets like the kickoff treatment, but um, yeah, I, I think she's gonna murder Selena Vega. I'm yeah, with Oscar. Selena Vega is a great performer. I actually think she's really underrated as an in ring talent because we've we've mostly just seen her as a as a manager in WWE, but she has next to no chance against yeah. Oscar. All right, so She's both not people, ready. So it's clean sweep. Everybody's thinking Oscar's going to win. All right, we're going back to the main roster or the main show for match number three. The Street Profits defending the Raw Tag Team Championship against Andrade and Angel. Sheena, who do you got? Uh, I, I got. I think the Street Profits are going to. Um, they're going. They're going to go over on this one. I think something's going to happen. I. I mean, because Andrade and um, Angel have to implode at some point, right? So I think uh, Street Profits are going to win. I think this could be the moment where it's like the final, the straw that broke the camel's back, and they're gonna, they're gonna split. Marco, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, they kind of already had like a brawl. They keep, they kind of kicked the crap out of each other um, on Raw. Um, not la- not this past Monday, but the week before. Um, and they are newly separated from Zelina Vega. So True. with my pick, I think I'm going to go with Andrade and Angel. Wow. They're new, a newly formed tag team. Um, I think it's, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. So it's true. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to go with, with the, uh, with the double A. Team All double right. A. Street Profits have had these belts for a really long time. That's true. That's my only drawback I, is that they've literally had them forever. I'm a big fan of tag team wrestling, and if it's a significant run like this, I want to see it go to a, to a team that's, you know, a, a real tag team. And as much as I like Andrade and Angel, I just, you know, I'd rather see it go to a, a more traditional tag team. But, yeah. but yeah, it's a big pick. I uh, That would be pretty shocking to see Andrade and Angel take the straps. All right, so up next... 
We have uh, definitely a candidate to steal the whole damn show. Yeah. Triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. Jeff Hardy's going to be defending against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. Marco, who are you picking? Oh, I hate I hate that I'm picking this first because uh, this one's really hard. Um, yeah. That's what she said. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she did say that. Um, <laughs> um, but let me see. I want to go with Sami Zayn because I feel like he's in a that he's been doing this whole I'm the real Intercontinental Champion mm-hmm. thing going on, so I think he might win. <sighs> you know what? I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with Sami. He's gonna weasel his way out a win for some reason. Okay. Yeah, I, I I have to go with Sami too. I think um I think it's gonna be like Jeff is going to knock AJ out of the picture. You know what I'm saying? Like I think it's gonna be a, a situation where Jeff is like. He's almost got the win, and then instead of just going for the win, he decides he's got to take AJ out, and then somehow Sammy's going to freaking weasel his way up the ladder um, and, and get that get that win kind yeah. of like backhandedly. So, yeah, I'm going with Sammy Zayn on this one. I'm interested to see what kind of chances uh, Jeff Hardy takes in this match after seeing Matt Hardy basically Ooh. get his skull caved in yeah. Yeah. at the last AEW event. But, uh, you know, Jeff Hardy's <laughs> always good to do some uh, some crazy stuff in a ladder match. I don't really have any strong feelings on who I want to see or who I think is going to win this match. But my, my one request is just that Sami Zayn brings out his Intercontinental Championship, too, and we have both belts hanging there a la uh, WrestleMania Wrestle- 10 <laughs> when Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels oh, had the first big uh, ladder match in WWF for uh, to, to crown the undisputed Intercontinental Champion. So hopefully we get that visual. It always looks cool, uh, and I definitely think that this is going to be a, a very, very strong candidate for, for match of the night. So next match is going to be the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura will be defending their belts against the Lucha House Party. Not not sure which two guys uh, for Lucha House Party are going to be in there. Maybe Lucha House Party rules where all three of them can get in. Uh, Sheena, how do you see this match playing out? Um, I'm going to have to go with Cesaro and Shinsuke. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, not. Th- I like Lucha House Party, but for whatever reason, I just can't see them as like legitimate champions and taking down Cesaro and Shinsuke at this point. Marco, what do you think? Yeah, same here. Shinsuke and uh, Cesaro are definitely retaining. So the last couple of weeks, we've actually seen some dissension within the the ranks of Lucha House Party with Callisto not getting along with Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. Uh, Marco, do you think we see Lucha House Party actually break up this mm. week? Uh, yeah, this is, this is probably... See, this is a team that's probably going to break up. I don't think Angel and Andrade are going to break. I think the, these guys are definitely going to go their own separate ways. Um yeah, this, this is going to be the uh, once they lose, it's going to be an all probably an all mm. brawl. I think any three or possibly all three of those guys would be much better served uh, to take some time down at NXT. You know, they could compete for the the cruiserweight championship, and then uh, you know, Callisto. I think he would be awesome in the main event scene of NXT. A dude can it, he's as good as it gets as far as in ring goes, and yeah. you know, Mike skills aren't necessarily uh, as important down in NXT as they are on Raw or SmackDown. So I'd love to see Callisto go down and get a run in NXT and take on some of the heavy hitters down there. All right, so we'll keep it in uh, the tag team ranks. The women's tag team championship match will be up next. As we see Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defend the women's tag belts against uh, the newly reformed Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Marco, who's your pick? Um, I'm going to stick with the unlikely duo of Nia and Shayna Baszler to uh, retain their titles. Yeah, I think um, uh, 
As much as I was like down on uh, Nia and Shayna, I think they're going to retain here. I think uh, Ruby and Liv still have a lot of like a lot of like underlying hurt to work out. You know what I mean? There's they're still they're still not on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what? it's true. Yeah, they got yeah they got. I was not expecting to hear the phrase underlying hurt. On, <laughs> <It> is, uh, <laughs> there's, there's some hurt business happening there. You okay, know the real hurt business. Yeah, this is the real hurt business. So um, yeah, I think I think something's gonna happen, and um, you know their their friendship's gonna come into play, and Nia and Shane are gonna get one over on them. So I'll give you guys some more kayfabe 101. I told you guys when Nia and Shayna were first fighting for the the belts against uh, Bailey and Sasha that you know if you don't get along with your partner, you get an automatic like fifteen percent XP boost uh, when you go to win the belts. But you also get a fifteen percent XP reduction anytime you defend them. You know these teams are notorious for winning the belts and losing them on their first defense. Yeah, and I think Ruby and Liv is going to pull it off. I think somehow uh, they're going to mm. steal these belts. And we're going to see Riot Squad finally get uh, the shine they deserve because they were a pretty cool um, little faction. You know, I'm bummed Sarah Logan's not with them anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I was really high on Sarah Logan coming out of NXT and I wish she could be there to uh, see this because I think we're going to see the Riot Squad get some gold on Sunday night. Well, she's having a Viking baby. Did you know that? I don't think you were here whenever um, that, that got announced. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's kind of uh, it sounded like there was a little bit of a handshake agreement that when she got released that when, when she's ready, there's going to be a contract waiting for her when she comes back. So. I'd be excited to see that because she's, you know, she didn't get a lot of chance to show it on the main roster and she got called up for NXT so soon. Yeah. But she's got a lot of charisma. Um, she, she's from Kentucky, you know, so yeah. I'm always a big supporter of anybody from our home state. And I, I think she's got a ton of untapped potential that we didn't get to see. So hopefully if, uh, you know, the stars align and and she does make her way back to WWE, we get to see Sarah Logan uh, get a little bit more opportunity. So up next, we're moving to our final three matches of the night. We're going to have the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defending against Nikki Cross. Sheena, who's your pick? I mean, Bailey is on a freaking run. The run of her career, to be quite honest. Um, I I feel like there's going to be some sort of hijinks here with Nikki and Alexa and The Fiend or something is going to happen, or Sasha for that matter. I mean, there's just too many like missing parts to this storyline for it to just go over smoothly. Which kind of you know makes me halt a little bit in picking Bailey, but I think it would be stupid at this point not to go with Bailey, considering the the run that she's having right now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Bailey. Marco, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, same, I think Bailey's uh, retaining. There there are going to be some outside interferences. Maybe, maybe Sasha, and like uh, Shayna said, maybe an Alexa Bliss sighting with the Fiend and all that stuff. Um, it will be like a disqualification or. Something like that, unless right. Bailey gets the. It, it's definitely going to be some outside interference that happens where uh, mm-hmm. Bailey keeps the title. If not, she's just going to cleanly beat uh, Nikki. The one thing again to break kayfabe for a moment. I really like this match because it addresses something that's been a criticism of ours uh, on WWE for really the past five years, where all the different stories kind of exist on their own little island and they never cross. But this match is cool because. Bailey and Nikki really don't have a storyline against each other. You know, right. Bailey's story right now is with her and Sasha and how this thing's going to play out. And then Nikki is with her and her friendship with Alexa. But now Alexa's being influenced by the fiend more and more every week. So it'd be really cool seeing all these stuff, uh, all the stuff kind of just cross paths and, uh, and, and co-mingle on, uh, on Sunday night and see how it plays out. So, so Sheena, do you think we're actually going to see the fiend? 
Um, no, I don't think we will see the actual fiend. I think we will see maybe a further evolution of Alexa Bliss into the female version of the fiend. You mean Blister Abigail? Blister Abigail, yes. Marco, what about you? What do you, what are you saying? Will we see the fiend? Th- this will be the tiebreaker in case you guys end up in a tie. So Sheena's saying no. Marco, what do you think? Is the fiend going to show up on uh, on Clash of Champions? Um, hmm. Like in person or just like on the screen or via you satellite? Yeah, if you see him on screen, that counts. Um, yeah, I think he might show up because she, because uh, somewhere I'm, I'm hoping they do something where he takes over like the little monitors and his face is on like every single Thunderdome screen. Oh, oh yeah, that would be cool. that would be rad. Um, it might. I'm not sure if it's going to happen during like the Bailey match, but it'd be pretty cool to happen during like the Roman match. Um, because he has his title technically, and he didn't mention uh, Roman coming in and taking the title away so mm-hmm. who knows but yeah i think i think we're gonna see the fiend uh show up all right so we're now on with our uh, our double main event first up the universal championship match roman reigns defended against his cousin jay uso marco who's gonna win the big dog come on the Reigns train is running right through everybody until uh until they can't go no more that's that's what i'm saying yeah, he's definitely taking it. It's, it's going to be a really good match. I don't think he's going to like completely destroy. A lot of people think that he's just going to like just run through. Um, was it Jay or Jimmy uh-huh. Jay? Right, it's Jay. Um, but yeah, he. A lot of people say that it's just going to be like a squash match. I don't think it is. I think it's going to be a really entertaining match. Um, if you watch any USO match, it's, they're all entertaining. So yeah, they're awesome. yeah, no, oh, yeah, Uso's yeah, go. yeah, definitely uh, Roman retains. It's going to be a good battle, but. Uh, yeah, the big dog is coming on top. Yeah, I, I cannot pick against Roman Reigns right now. He the the dude is on fire. He comes in, wrecks stuff, leaves. Um, he's wreck at Roman and Thunderdome Rome. Um, <laughs> Thunder I definitely, Rome. <laughs> I definitely think that um, that it's going to be a good match. I don't, I don't see this being a squash at all. I mean, you know, if anything. Well, what do you think as far as like, do you think this is going to be a turning point? Like, do we see Roman just go in and like completely annihilate Jay Uso and like heal off and just like sever any family ties that they have? Or do we see Jay Uso like kind of like, you know, the show of respect and kind of join Roman on this, this dark path that he's on? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't think he's going to do that. I think it's going to be, I think he's going to win. And if anything, he'll probably destroy him afterwards. Not like destroy him during the match, but like just kick the crap out of him after the match and just show him that like yeah. he doesn't belong on his level. Um, only because he kind of uh, took a shot at The Rock and Jay on his Twitter. Because uh, I'm not sure if you guys seen The Rock said he would if he was to come yeah, back. This obviously, is, this is all yeah. This is all leading to Roman and The Rock. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and Roman said something to the fact where like yeah, I'm not. He's like yeah. Uh, I have to face the rock at WrestleMania and my cousin at clash of champions. He was like, I'm the only one that's keeping this uh, family name basically relevant right now. Some, something like that pretty much in the wrestling world, which is true. Yeah. Um, if you want to look at it that way, obviously the rock is 
keeping the name alive in other areas of <laughs> of entertainment. But, the, but um, well, the Rock gave like a, a huge spoiler. He was like, "Oh yeah, I would I would put Roman over." I'm like, "Dude, you're not supposed to say that. Like, you're supposed to just say like, yeah, I would I would show up and you know give you guys the freaking fight of fight of my life." Well, that, I think know? he's just saying that he would be. I think he was just saying he would be gracious in defeat. Yeah, was. yeah. Yeah, that's what obviously. I thought he was just. No, he said no. He didn't say he wanted to lose, but he said he was. He actually broke down like the fourth wall and said, you know, oh, you know, those conversations go like, you know, yeah, you'll put Roman over this time, but then you know the next WrestleMania, you know, like yeah, he did mention that. Yeah, and so then he said, you know, but I I said I would be happy to have his hand raised. So he he did allude to the fact that everything is predetermined. So it wasn't like he was just saying like, oh yeah, I would just you know lay there and you know bask in his glory as his you know his hand is raised over me like that's not what he meant yeah when this storyline first kicked off i thought it may be leading towards uh the usos and roman joining up but it's definitely roman showing a little bit of his darker side i think he's definitely going to destroy jay uh about the roman and rock stuff you know that before roman's uh cancer came back that was rumored to be the direction they were heading for wrestlemania 35 you know there were some early rumblings it it didn't really get too far because you know roman ended up leaving in october that year but there was some talk about the rock possibly coming back to win the rumble to set up the uh roman versus the rock in um in new york for wrestlemania 35 so you know wrestlemania 37 is going to be in the new uh new sofi stadium out in la uh assuming fans can be back it's going to be a huge event probably it'll be the first you know, really huge event WWE has had uh, with fans back in, uh, you know, in the building. And what better match could you have to sell it out than Roman versus The Rock? Dude, so that, would, that, that might be risk worth the risk of getting COVID oh, to yeah, go definitely. see that Roman Roman versus The Rock, dude. <laughs> uh, that that's going to be a killer match. So Roman also uh, today in the in the media was talking about that he's going to be debuting. Uh, a new look on Sunday, shirtless, finally shirtless, yeah. losing the vest. Um, so our friend Jordan Wells, he, he's, uh, you know, he's a Chick Foley Patreon. He's in the Facebook group. Uh, and he, just he, good friend. Yeah, of ours. He, he claims he doesn't remember this happening. But at WrestleMania 31, um, you know, we drank a lot the night before and, and we pounded a lot of beers <sighs> yeah, that did. day. He uh, he was going on and on about how he couldn't stand that Roman uh was still wearing the vest even though yes. he wasn't in the shield yeah and then he needed to take his shirt off and he even got a uh take your shirt off yeah <laughs> yeah going uh trying to get it going he he claims that he does not remember this but jordan if it you're happened. listening you know what happened dude. sheena remembers it yes i remember it so don't try to deny it so his dreams will be coming true apparently this sunday we'll finally see shirtless roman all of our uh, dreams uh, all of our dreams yeah, <laughs> yeah. i want to i want to see this you know yeah, the yeah. teeth <laughs> the teeth and the chest and the whole i just want to see it all i want the whole package you know? Yes, it's a big deal. You know, it's so it's only been six years, but Roman's finally getting rid of the uh, the shield look, and, and supposedly uh, in due time he's going to be getting new music. Also, um, yeah. With that, we will go to the final match of the card: ambulance match for the WWE Championship. Drew McIntyre defending against Randy Orton. Sheena, how do you see this one playing out? Man. It's hard to pick against Randy Orton. I no offense to Drew. I, I I feel bad that Drew has had to carry the torch in the COVID era era because I feel like he he deserves so much more than that. And like I, I have no idea how how mage he would be if there was able to be fans in the building and like all this stuff, right? But he's he's just kind of with without the crowd, I feel like he's just kind of stalling out on 
the things to say and like, you know, ways to be creative and stuff like that. Um, and I just feel like it's kind of just fallen flat as of late. He's still an amazing wrestler, still looks amazing, like, you know, super charming, but, um, it is falling a little flat for me. So, I mean, I'm going to, I think I'll probably get a little heat for this, but I got to go with Randy Orton, dude. Wow. Yeah. Marco, what's your thoughts? Oh man. Um, same sentiments when it comes to Drew. I think it's, I think his uh his momentum slowed a little bit during mm-hmm. this during this time, and now uh, he's definitely due for another run. But with a live crowd, um, I think the best thing for them to do right now would would be to, you know, have Randy have the title on him. Yep, because um, he can carry it during this time. So my pick will also be the Viper, Randy Orton. Yeah. Wow. So both of you guys are picking Drew to lose the title he won at WrestleMania. Very interesting. That would definitely shake things up on Raw. Um, so Keith Lee has kind of been in and around uh, this feud ever since he debuted um, uh, after the last takeover. Uh, what do you guys thought? Do you think Keith Lee gets involved in this match at all, Sheena? Um, I think he's going to show up. Yeah, for sure. Because he, he's he he's been woven into this, um, you know, every week on Raw. Um, I don't know in what capacity. Um, obviously, I picked Randy to win, so it's not going to be. Uh, he's obviously not going to be able to <laughs> help help Drew get the get the win, in my opinion. But I do think we see Keith Lee at some point. Marco, what do you think? Is Keith Lee going to show up? I think so. I think he is going to show up. Um, that's probably what's going to cause Drew to uh, lose his title, um, not inadvertently, but you know, he's just going to get in the way somehow, and you know, he's going to be the cause for Drew. Um, and that'll that'll act, that'll save Drew. It's like oh, he didn't lose it on his own, True, on his yeah. own merit. He lost it because someone got involved at the wrong time. So Sheen has got the tally here. What matches did you guys pick different, Sheen? Um, we went different on Bobby and Apollo. Uh, we I chose Street Profits. He chose Andrade and Angel Garza, and it, right? we picked different on. Yep, Randy. Yep, that's it. All so. right. So again, the, the pivotal <laughs> matchups are going to be uh, Bobby, Bobby and Apollo, and Apollo, and Street Profits and, and Andrade and Angel Garza. All right. So that's the two matches to watch, Foley fam. If you're really invested in this rivalry between Sheena and Marco As for the prediction be. championship, Clash we need, of we, champions. yeah, we, we need to reach out and get us a belt made for uh, for this. And you guys can mail it back and forth. All right. So that wraps up um, inside the square circle for this week. No honorable mentions because uh, we had so much to cover with the, the Clash of Champions preview. So if there's something we left out that you wanted to get uh, Sheena or Marco's thoughts on, make sure you just reach out and we will definitely respond. But now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Go figure. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Go Figure is where we discuss everything in the world of wrestling figure news. It is sponsored by our good friends at Ringside Collectibles. Remember to use code Chick Foley anytime you order from them to get 10% off. Uh, Marco, what do we have in figure news this week? So for uh, for Ringside, we have the uh, Ultimate Edition Series 7, Hulk Hogan and the Fiend, available for pre-order. Did you guys actually go on a pre-order or... Did you pre-order both, one of them, the whole set? Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be getting both of those, uh, the, the Ultimate Editions. They've just knocked yeah. it out of the park on every release. And 
And this Hogan figure, it's five years in the making. You know, this thing was due to be released at the end of 2015 before Hulk went on his, uh, you know, or his, his racist tirade came to life. And this thing's been on the shelf. So it's a long time coming. Um, Storm Collectibles had their Hollywood Hogan that came out in 2017, which uh, at the time, it, you know, I thought was probably arguably the uh, the best wrestling figure ever made. And uh, Mattel's going to have their work cut out for him to, to try to top it. But I'm very interested to see uh, what they do. Um, but yeah, definitely getting both of these. Yeah, I always felt the uh, the Storm Collectibles one was great, but I always felt like you everyone always wanted the Mattel, the Mattel Hulk Hogan. Yeah, um, and, uh, and obviously they're going to get it at some point. Um, so next, actually, Ringside is running their uh, Halloween sale already. Um, there's a lot of cool deals on there. If you click on the link on their page, you'll see it's like right at the forefront. Uh, there's a lot of cool figures on sale. As well as they have a uh, free ship code, so if you hit free ship or type it in Sweet. at your order, you get free shipping on your order, which is pretty awesome. So uh, yeah, definitely, these sales do- are, are a great time to go back and catch up on figures that you may have been on the fence on. Uh, some of the the elites from the past few sets and some of the cooler basics. Definitely a time to go back and get them for because they have some serious discounts on these figures. Yeah, definitely. Um, next up to bat, um, so the UFC um, toy belt uh, and Conor McGregor toy plushes in stock. Are you guys either buying one of these <laughs> items at all? Or I was thinking actually get the belt, but what are you guys' thoughts on these? The belt's cool. The plush, uh, it's just, it's not quite close enough to wrestling buddy scale. To me, it, it, if it could fit in with my wrestling buddies, I, I'd probably grab yeah. it, but not a huge fan of the, of, of the plush. But if, you know, if you're a Conor McGregor fan, I think it's definitely a must have for your it, collection. Like, it talks. I wonder what it says, yo. If someone apologized to absolutely nobody. You'll do fucking nothing. Fucking nothing. <laughs> Fook the Mayweather's. Fook the Mayweather's. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be hilarious if we did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so some news on the uh, the WWE Survivor Series elites um, that are usually hit in stores. Uh, Ringside uh, will be actually carrying them uh, very soon. That's good. So that uh, keep good. an eye out for those. That's that's. I know that's like a a sigh of relief for. A lot of collectors out there that want to get their hands on the Survivor been, uh, Series. Those have been Walmart exclusives the past couple of years, and yeah, you know Walmart's a little bit hit or miss. I know that Walmart's having a ton of trouble getting this decade of domination set yeah. out right now. It was supposed to release like over the summer, and it's still kind of on the shelf. I know people who got their pre-orders in; um, they've been getting emails saying that they've just delayed. So, so hopefully the set gets out. We know they've been made because uh, I know Sam Roberts and, and you know our buddies over at uh, Major WF Pod they they already got theirs. So. So hopefully these things get released because you know we got to get that nation of domination Mark yeah. Henry. That's a must have for the collection. I could. I'm not a huge. I'm not really like you know um, licking my chops for any of the other nine, but got to get that nation of domination Mark Henry. That's essential. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, next up would be the uh, WrestleMania 37 series is up for pre order and ringside as well. Um, is that something? Are you guys gonna pick those ones up too or? Is that a path uh, nearby? Probably wait for the uh, the basics, or, or I mean, excuse me, for the elites. So these are the the WrestleMania thirty seven basics. Probably wait and pick up the uh, WrestleMania thirty seven elites that come out. Yeah, same here. I'm, I mean, I'm not a basic person at all, so I'd probably definitely pass on on those figures. Yeah, I really only get the basics if it's. Uh, I get a lot of the female basics because sometimes that's the that's the only version of them we get, or if it's. Uh, you know, if it's a first time in the line guy, or if it's just like a really unique look of someone, I may pick it up. But but yeah, same. I'm I'm not a huge fan of the basics. Yeah. 
I think uh-huh. they're more, I mean, for me, they're just like more like, I feel like those are like the toys that are meant to be played with like hardcore, you know, like I would buy the base. I would always buy basics for the Brett man. You know what I mean? Because he's just going to like smash them all together. And yeah. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> really care about fi- yeah, figure photography and there's stuff like a, that. So. There's a Jimmy Uso basic that's been in our backyard for at least a year. Yeah. I, uh, I found it the other day when I was like mowing the grass. It was like halfway buried and it just, you know, it looked like one of the old zombie figures from a few years back <laughs> in releasing. Yeah. That's where Jimmy is. He's in your backyard. See, <laughs> now we know where Jimmy Uso is. <laughs> crack the case. Uh, <laughs> um, um, most important, a lot of people are waiting for this one here, uh, mainly because of the accessory that it comes with. Yeah. Uh, the WrestleMania 37 celebration, Andre the Giant and Macho Man Randy Savage. Up for pre-order at uh, Ringside Collectibles. Um, I know a lot of people will probably be pre-ordering these because of the the, uh, the, the ring card. The ring card. ring card, yeah, yeah. Um, they the figures do look pretty cool. You uh, you get the uh, you get Andre the Giant and Macho Man in their there respective are some really gears nice as well. Basics. Yeah. yeah. Is this yeah, I, you feel guys like, I feel like this. I feel like this set would have done better if they just would have marketed it as ring carts and then have the figures, the accessory, because that's really what uh what people what are people buying. Are buying. Um, I feel like I need this for my collection just because I remember, you know, WrestleMania three and WrestleMania six when they used yeah. these. It was just, it, I don't know, it, it just really hits me right in the nostalgia feel spot. But in our figure arena right now, we got more of a uh, more kind of like a bread box arena going. You know, it's a tight entranceway and stuff. It's a little bit more of an indie type setup. We don't got the huge entranceway like we had at our it's like, house. It's like AEW style. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of <laughs> like AEW style instead of our, our house like we had in Hawaii. So. I don't really know what I do with the ring carts, but they they would be cool to have. Um, so kind of on the fence. Well, I'll see. I'll probably wait until I see these in person and see if I just can't resist adding them. You Definitely, know, you really know all cool the people release. who um, all the three D printers out there that are cranking these things out for like fifty bucks a pop are just like shit. <laughs> you oh know? yeah, there's a lot of them too. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the. Uh, you know, I'm I'm an amateur at best on my figure photography. I'm looking forward to seeing what guys like uh, figure like kingdom. figure kingdom, um, dark rain, square circle photography, the type of stuff that they crank out with uh, once they get these. It's going to be really cool. So next up, uh, last but not least, I believe the Roddy Piper and Mister T Elite Two Pack up for pre order. Um, I know this is like a boxing match at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the extra sets of hands and the the, the gear looks really good. The boxing good the, gloves uh, are mage. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love the boxing gloves. This is a definitely must have for anybody, especially if you're mm-hmm. you grew up watching that stuff back in the day, or if you're a fan of the golden era, you definitely want to. Uh, uh, Who would have thought 2020 here. would be the year of Mr. T? Oh yeah, he's making a comeback. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely some cool figures. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much we need them in our collection, but I, I remember that match. You know, it was just it was a disaster of a match. You know, Roddy Piper was just trying to carry Mr. T through it. I don't think Mr. T really understood what what he was supposed to be doing. If he's supposed to be boxing or just putting on a show, and you could see Roddy Piper. You know, suppose supposedly it's a little bit of a shoot to it there towards the end when they were really started getting into it. But yeah, uh, definitely some cool figures, and I'm always glad anytime we get a more obscure release like this. Oh yeah, definitely. Speaking of uh, obscure uh, releases, you know, Jazzwares was starting to show some love, and our, our friend Jeremy over there uh, showing some love to our idea of making uh, Sue's van into action figure form. So it, it, for all the all the figure fans out there, keep keep, keep it tweeting alive. at them, keep mentioning them on on Instagram. Love, no, we want this thing, and we will support 
if uh if, if they release it. yeah we talked about it last week on the show and literally the next morning um there was like a mock-up somebody had done like this like little mock-up of um sue's van and like the, the washable gra- spray paint yeah their graffiti yeah. on it and everything and like it said it comes with trent's mom um and it was just so awesome and we, we posted it and jeremy showed it some love so yeah make sure you continue to put these little bugs in his ear because we want these play sets yeah marco what'd you get for uh weekly purchases this week uh, nothing, nothing crazy. I just got my uh, pro wrestling crate uh, this week. Um, it was a pretty cool set. It has um, it had a uh, Orange Cassidy t shirt, which nice. is pretty Sweet. awesome. Don't own one. Um, a Roddy Piper t, a uh, Cassius Ono um, micro brawler, as well as a, um, a Stomp in Paradise comic book, which is pretty, pretty rad. Nice. Um, so they actually have a whole comic book for Stomping Paradise now. Yeah, it was pretty. It, it's a it's like a series of comic books that um that they do the pro wrestling create a few a few uh, uh wrestlers have different comics. They're not they're not storylines or anything like that. They're like one offs. Uh, they did one with uh, Crime Time as well. Um, after uh, Shad uh, passed away, they that was that was actually in the pro wrestling create that month. I'm not sure if it was coincided with that or something they were working on before, uh, but. Yeah, they're just one of those comic books are pretty cool because obviously I'm a, I used to collect comic books myself. Um, so just owning like wrestler oriented comic books is um, pretty sick. And I know you guys have that uh, awesome collection that you're trying to get rid of too with the uh, the WWE comics. So yeah, the Boom yeah. Studios comics. Yeah, yeah those are great. I'm still bummed that series ended. That was that was such a good series. Yeah, everybody, everybody see that uh, the the SmackDown. Uh, anniversary comic and i was like i thought they ended this but i think that was like a one-off uh comic that they did to commemorate uh smackdown's anniversary yeah i don't know why i don't know if sales were bad or what the deal was i uh they said they may still do some more special editions in uh in the future but as far as the actual like monthly series yeah it's done but always glad to see some stomp in paradise merch um i'm really excited i hope this the initial super seven figures do good enough that we get the uh the stomp in paradise versions of uh of, of matt and brian um, it was a slow week for us also. The only things that uh, we got was the Hasbro uh, British Bulldog and the Hasbro Typhoon. Still piecing together that Hasbro collection one by one. So it'll be complete here in probably you know, another year and a half or so at the rate <laughs> I'm going. And then uh, I ended up picking up Basic 111 Nikki Cross, uh, the regular version, not the Chase. I, I passed on that figure at first, but then I was you know started thinking to myself, like, yeah, I think I need uh, Bliss Cross in my... Uh, in my figure collection. So I think, uh, the, the basic one eleven Nikki will go great with, with elite 53, uh, Alexa bliss with the blue and pink. Um, so we, mm-hmm. we ended up picking her up too. So, so that was it for us for weekly purchases. Again, kind of a slow week. Um, did we get some shorts in this week or no? I feel like we get shorts every week. Uh, that was last week. We got oh. the screw job pack with the, the HBK and Bret Hart shorts. And then, Sheena scored the uh, the two dudes with attitude shorts from Chalkline today. I think I, I checked a few hours ago, and there were still some uh, some jackets and shorts left for two dudes with attitude. So if you guys were uh, Diesel or HBK fans, definitely hit up Chalkline and, uh, and and grab some shorts and a jacket. So with that, uh, we will move on to quarantine and chill. El idolo. All right, quarantine and chill is where we keep it tranquilo. 
even though everybody's kind of stuck inside for for the foreseeable future. So the big thing for this week was WWE Battlegrounds released. Um, so that's going to be the big WWE video game for this year. You guys all remember the debacle that was WWE 2K20. Uh, that one really hit me right in the feel spot because anybody that you know follows Sheen on Instagram knows how much of a hardcore uh, 2K player I am. So basically, they decided to just take a year off from making a simulation style game and said uh, Battlegrounds is going to be what we get. It's more of a, a Super Smash Brothers type game, more arcadey gameplay, and it came out this week to a little bit of a mixed reaction. Uh, Marco, what, what were some of the reactions that you saw out there uh, for people that had Battlegrounds? Um, I think a lot of people like the uh, the roster um size and stuff like that um you had to play like yokozuna and stuff like that which is pretty cool that's what kind of drew me into it um because you don't see yokozuna in, in video games that much anymore at at all um so that was pretty cool but yeah definitely a mixed reaction of like you know i'm not sure if people were expecting more of like a like a 2k type of gameplay because they're used to you know um years past essentially um but yeah it's 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 just a it's a repetitive game. It's not like a you know game that you're gonna go in scientifically and beat someone. It's made as a family friendly fun game where you just go in and you know just button mash pretty much. And I think that's I think people were expecting like the like the technical aspect of the original 2K games like being incorporated into this arcade type of game. And I think that's where the uh, the miscommunication came in, in my opinion, anyway. But yeah, I've mixed reviews. Um, mostly most bad. Not really positive ones. I think uh, people were turned off by the uh, the microtransactions. You know, I think that I saw yeah. Seth Rollins oh, isn't available out of the box. I think you had to pay to get Seth Rollins, and that's always going to turn people off. I'm I'm cool with paying for some of the more obscure characters, but you got to have all the the main guys. They got to be ready to go right from the jump. Exactly. Um, so yeah, so if you if you got Battlegrounds, you've been playing it. Let us let us know what you think. Um, I think it definitely wasn't the. Uh, the hit that 2k games was planning for it to be the other big news this week was the xbox series x so uh we got people on both sides of the fence marco talk about uh your experience trying to get the xbox series x um there was there was was no experience i didn't get any <laughs> just like dead just dead pages of uh just waiting in a queue and then it then it says it's like unavailable or come back where did later. you try to, where did you try to score it at uh target Yo, tar- I was saying where though, like GameStop, Target. Oh. You know, I didn't know what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Target and then uh, Best Buy as well. And they're both done. Not, not I, I got lucky. I started off on GameStop because our buddy Mike Lanham kind of gave me the info on how it was going to go down, and I thought it might be my best bet. But they immediately crapped out at like ten fifty nine. I, I hit refresh and uh, and it just put me in a digital queue, and I, I could just tell from looking at it that like it it wasn't going to work. I just, I didn't get the warm and fuzzy. So I went to uh, Microsoft next, the same thing. Their website just kept crashing. I knew shit was getting real when I went to Amazon's link and Amazon even crapped out. I got an error when I went to Amazon's Xbox series X page, nice. which, you know, for anybody that's kind of, you know, knows a little bit about the technical side of, of the internet, Amazon hosts most of your favorite websites with their, uh, yeah. their server services and everything. So or Amazon web services. So, uh, if they're crapping out, you know the traffic is getting serious. So I ended up going to Target. Somehow or another, Target had the most stable servers of any of the sites that had the Xbox available. Which is like insane, right? Yeah, I, I got to the page. The pre-order button was there. Um, you know, I had to click it about 50 times. It just wasn't doing anything. You know, it wasn't doing anything at first. I'm clicking the pre-order button. Nothing's happening. Then I had a handful of times where it would it would add it to my cart. But when I would go to check out, suddenly my cart was stripped. 
And I don't know what, for whatever reason, the stars finally aligned. I, I got it to my cart and then checked out and I'm clicking, you know, my, I'm, I'm surprised my phone didn't start smoking as fast as I was clicking the uh, checkout button. I ended up uh, checking out and got the email confirmation and uh, we're going to be able to get an Xbox Series X on release day. So I hope I hope so. You know, Target is notorious for their uh, cancellation emails and their yeah, uh, d- true, delayed true emails that. and stuff. So, true, um, true. you know, sending sending thoughts and prayers out to our Target <laughs> order for Xbox. But I can only imagine the traffic. I mean, one, because, you know, this is the first new system that's come out in like, you know, freaking forever. But with everything that's going on, um, you know, these systems, it's just like we saw with the... Um, the freaking Nintendo switch. Like the people are buying these things up because their kids are in the house, you know, their kids are home yep. with them. Um, this is going to be like the big, the big present for the holidays and stuff like that. I feel like, so I can only imagine that like everybody was trying to get their hands on these new systems that launched. So reach out, let us know what you guys experience was. If you were able to score the Xbox series X, or if you had, uh, if you got the PlayStation five last week and you're all set for this new generation of consoles for, for Christmas season. So next up will be our random merch of the week. So random merch of the week is where we find some random bit of uh, pro wrestling merchandise. If you guys have been a fan for any length of time, you know that there's just all kinds of stuff out there. Damn near anything you could think of has had a pro wrestler license it and had a product and uh, we will discuss it and we'll share a link on the, uh, the Facebook group. And this week is something that uh, just dropped. So this is WWE wines. You know, it's the last thing I was expecting to see this week, but suddenly WWE has its own line of wines out. Um, Sheena, tell us a little bit about the Ultimate Warrior and Undertaker wine. So, yeah, so this is a two-pack. These are both um, licensed. There's two different superstars. We have an Undertaker, um, licensed wine. And then we also have an ultimate warrior. So the undertaker is a 2018 Cabernet Sauvignon. Um, it says, you know, it's a limited edition 30 barrel series to honor the phenoms 30th, 30 year career. Each undertaker bottle is marked with an individual bottle number number, as well as the barrel it came from. Um, and then the ultimate warrior is a 2019 Zinfandel. So each limited edition, uh, again, Oh, Oh, the cool thing about this, Mark, I was actually telling me about this earlier. Um, there are three different corks, um, in the bottle. So when you pre-order, you're not going to know which cork you get. So, you know, you pop the bottle, there's different corks. It's got images and like different quotes from, from the ultimate warrior, which are super cool. Um, Again, like Seth said, I was definitely not expecting to see like WWE drop a a line of wines of of some fine wines here, and they're not cheap either. Like you know, I I haven't drank wine in a while. I used to be a wine mom. Uh, actually, I, I stopped drinking wine before I became a mom. I don't know. I used to drink wine all the time, um, but I mean, like a twenty dollar bottle of wine, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm getting that that good stuff, you know. But um, these are like fifty bucks a piece, so you can get the two pack for a hundred dollars. Um, plus $25 shipping. So they're on pre-order right now. And it also looks like the bottles, I can't tell if they're like dipped. They almost have like a Maker's Mark style, like dipped wax look up at the top. But yeah, they each have like the pictures of, excuse me, Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior on them. The bottles look freaking sick, but... This would be a um, very cool thing to collect if you're into wine. Yeah, if you're if you're a wino, I think this would be an awesome... I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm tempted myself. I mean, I haven't drank wine in, in forever, but... Um, yeah, they do look pretty mage. What about you, Marco? Do you like do you like to 
sip on some wine after the kids go to bed and watch some <gasps> trash TV? <laughs> um, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> this is right up my alley. No, um, Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really interested, obviously, because the, the bottles look really cool. Uh, they could be, obviously, great display pieces and stuff like that. Um, but if you really want to bottle, bottle out, they do have the uh, six mixed bottle um, package where it's uh, three of the Warrior and three of the Undertaker. Yeah. It's only $275 with $30 Ooh. shipping. So if you really want to bottle yeah, out. You save you're... 25 bucks by getting them all that way. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's yeah. a $25 saving. So, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of interested in it only because it's obviously it's wrestling related and weird things like this that we would never expect to happen yeah. is happening right now. So it'd be pretty cool to own. And it seems like it's going to be like a one-time deal. Not I was like going to say, I wonder if this three. is just going to be like, once they sell the batch that it's like done, you know, like you're not going to be able to get the undertaker wine anymore or the, the ultimate warrior wine. They're going to move on to, to someone else. This is, these are going to ship late October or early November. Yep. Um, but yeah, like if, if these are going to be like a one-time run, like I think these could literally, like these could be really collectible, but I mean, you know, you want to drink the wine, right? So you gotta, you gotta get some that you get loose and you gotta get MOC. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely interested. I I hope somebody that I know, Marco, can you please buy these and like, tell me what they taste like? Of course. Yeah. That's, I mean, I was planning on doing it. I mean, my birthday's at the end of there. What better way to celebrate your birthday is to just pop some warrior champagne just spray it all over the place. So I'll shake it crazy like Warrior. Just shake it, it like the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> now we've seen Undertaker and Ultimate Warrior Wine. We had Chris Jericho, Bubbly, and we've had Stone Cold's Broken Skull IPA. Uh, Marco, what uh, what wrestler and alcohol collaboration do you want to see next? Oh man, that's hard. I'm thinking of uh, thinking the New Day should do some type of uh, alcoholic beverage. Maybe like they a, would have like hypnotic or something. Yeah, like that. They, yeah, they would have something. They would have some fruity mixed drink. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe like a yeah like a mixer or something like that. So like a new day mixer or something with the pancake flavored uh, mixer or something <laughs> like that. Who knows? Oh my god! <laughs> I think we need like a. Um, a gangrel Chianti, you know, like a super, a super rich red wine, um, you know, with the vampire gangrel on there. I mean, it only, it's only obvious, right? Like with his little, like, what do you call those things? Like a chalice? Uh, it's a little, chalice? Is that what it is? Is it, it, is it a chalice? Pimp <laughs> his pimp cup. A pimp, yeah, yeah, a pimp cup. Know, yeah, I'll go with that. His goblet. Um, that would be, that would be kind of obscure. I don't know. You know, I don't, I don't know how many people would draw to, um, to, uh, Gangrel, but I mean, to me, that was like the first person that popped in my mind because I just think of him like spitting, spitting the red wine everywhere. What about you, that, Seth? That's way too highbrow. We're marketing <laughs> to wrestling fans. You need yeah, some exactly. cane branded Fireball whiskey. All right. Oh Maybe yeah. That, I thought oh, you yeah. said Perfect. wine. I didn't know you meant like you it could no, do any anything. alcoholic beverage. Yeah. Well, oh. did, yeah. Listen Damn, better I missed, next time. I missed the. I missed the <laughs> memo. Marco didn't say wine. He said a new day mixer. So they did. <sighs> my bad. Okay. All right. On that note, <laughs> we will move on to our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. No, you know what? This is re- this is re- I'm going to bust into the retro wrestling recommendation real quick. I'm going to say we need the Seth Rollins Messiah wine for communion. 
you know. Oh wow, yeah. We we... should stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, can you see the the Monday Night Messiah handing out communion with the little crackers and the the bread and the his own like brand of wine? I mean, come on, we gotta have it. All right, okay. Oh my God! All right, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That deserves All right. that. Marco um. Davis. Uh, we've talked about him a couple times already. Give us a uh, Road Warrior Animal inspired retro wrestling recommendation of the week. All right, so uh, my pick uh, for the week is our uh, Starcade nineteen eighty nine. Uh, Road Warriors. So technically, they face three different uh, tag teams. Uh, they face the uh, they face Doom. They face the Steiner brothers, and then they face uh, the new Wild Samoans. Um, but the yeah, Steiner brothers. Do you remember? Uh, I can't think. After, what was the name of the tournament they had? Was it the, was the Crockett Cup? What they called the tournament? No, it was uh, oh, what the heck? Hold on. I remember they had a name, but yeah, I remember what you're talking about. It was a round robin one night. Yeah, it was the oh, the Iron. It was the Iron Man team and Iron Man tournament. So they had a okay. a singles Iron Man tournament, and then right. they had a tag team iron man tournament. yeah i think it was uh i think sting and great muda was the uh the main event of the the singles one yeah okay all right so yeah take it away tell us about road warriors and steiners yeah so uh that's that's probably the best out of the th- out of the three matches that the road warriors had um arguably the two best tag teams in wrestling ever uh the steiner brothers and the road warriors going head to head um but an eight minute match uh the steiner brothers do win they uh they do defeat the the road warriors but and just seeing the these two teams collide, like at that time in '89, like if it, actually this whole show top to bottom, like the crowd's like completely into it, like every every match, like up and down, like the, I don't think the crowd like goes dead silent once during this whole this whole uh, event. Uh, yeah, that was a cool event because yeah, like you said, it was it was a tag tournament between those teams, and then it was a singles tournament between uh, Sting, Lex Luger, Ric Flair, and Great Muda. Yeah, and um, yeah, so you had the. Yeah, so the Road Warriors they ended up facing the uh, New Wild Samoans, um, and they defeated them. Um, so they, you got to think these they fought three times that night. I, pretty much every team did. Um, so they're pretty gassed by that last match. But the 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 highlight of that that those three tag team matches is definitely the the Steiner brothers and Road Warriors. It's a like I said, it's about an eight minute match. It's really quick, so. Definitely go out of your way to watch it. It's Seven it gets all this stuff. Twenty seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. And definitely. Uh, kayfabe wise, yeah, I, I think it's without a doubt that's the two best tag teams ever. Uh, yeah, as far as win loss goes, they both those teams just rarely lost. So for me, you know, I we we discussed it this morning um, that we were going to do this for our retro recommendation of the week. It's kind of interesting because I actually had hard a hard time picking out a favorite like Legion Doom or Road Warriors match. You know, I remember these guys being so iconic, but. I think I just remember him coming out and kicking ass. There's not a whole lot of matches that really stuck out oh, to yeah. me. Um, but one that I picked was from WrestleMania 13, the Chicago Street Fight. This is where it was a six. It wasn't even really a six-man tag. It was like a three-man, three-on-eight match. But it was the Legion of Doom, and they brought Ahmed Johnson to team with them. And they gave Ahmed his own set of uh, spiked shoulder pads. And they take out the whole uh, Nation of Domination. This is back when it was still Farouk, Savio Vega, Crush, and just a whole bunch of goons. They had the two guys... Uh, that, you know, wrapped them to the ring and just a bunch of kind of, you know, faceless uh, goons that came out. And it was just an awesome match. You know, a lot of a lot of weapons, a lot of crazy stuff, really entertaining. And that's probably my favorite Legion of Doom match. My favorite Legion of Doom memory was SummerSlam 90, uh, the Heart Foundation and Demolition, when LOD came out to help uh, to help the Heart Foundation beat Demolition and get the belts from them. But, but yeah, again, once again, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to, to Road Warrior Animals family. Uh, you know, again, very sad day in the world of wrestling. And 
uh, I encourage everybody to go out and watch your favorite Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom match on WWE Network this week. So with that, uh, we will move on to a few uh, few questions from our listener mail. Sheena, take it away. So our first question comes in from Joshua Mark. It says, what are your retribution names? Uh, Marco, I think you had the name generator set up, right? What, what was the names for everybody? I was, for, sla- uh, I was slapjack on the name generator. But if I was just picking, I would be like spazbot. Yeah, you were, you yeah. were a slapjack, and mm-hmm. I forget. Let me see. Let me see what... Uh, he was machete, um, machete jack. Seth was machete jack. Yeah, you were jack. machete jack, and I was like, I was like crispy something. It was like, <laughs> it was a weird name. But um, yeah, I don't know what my actual retribution name would be uh, if I were to pick one. I think I'd go with Crescent Wrench. Crescent Wrench. That's a Ooh. good one. That's a good one. Hmm. What would yours be? I said I was going to be Spazbot. Spazbot? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I don't even know. spastic around here all the time, you know? How many, I, yeah, I, I can't even think of like, I'm just trying to think of two random words to put together and, and make a name out of it. Um, I don't know, probably something like, I don't know. I can't even think of one. It, it's so ridiculous that I don't even want to think of a retribution name right now. <laughs> All yeah. right. So this one, this one is, um, it comes in from Ryan Bilal. This is like a multi-part question. I'm going to pick part of his question. Then we'll answer some more like, um, it, you know, further on down the line. Uh, it says Sheena's story of how I met the heel husband and was I collecting before I met him? So I met Seth in high school. Um, we, he, he was sitting back in the back of the class with all of his like football buddies and he wouldn't stop talking. So our Spanish teacher moved him like up in front of me. Like I already knew who he was. Like he was like a new kid in school. He's like a military brat. So like, you know, he came to this little small town um, and obviously like got all, like got all the attention because like anytime a new kid comes to a small town, it's just like, Ooh, it's like, you know, when, when Buzz Lightyear showed up at the freaking, um, you know, in Andy's room, you know, everybody's like, wow, there's a new kid. Right. So anyway, he sits in front of me in Spanish. We met at high school and then, um, you know, we just started dating and, you know, the rest, as they say, is history. I did not specifically collect like wrestling figures. Um, I mean, I had a ton of wrestling figures because I had brothers and older cousins and things like that. I mean, they were just for play. I wasn't like what you would call a collector. But I mean, I had wrestling figures around like my, my whole life. But then we really ramped up the collection in what was it, 2014? 2015. Um, but Seth, the heel husband, if you go back in the archives of our uh, YouTube, you can see we went to heel husband's house and we did this in heel husband's house. We unboxed like all of his childhood figures that were in totes at his house. Like we pull out some really crazy stuff. So definitely go check those out on YouTube. You can see some of uh, Seth's original figures, but yeah, then we really started collecting together. I've always collected other things. Um, so I've always been a collector at heart. Um, but yeah, whenever Seth and I got together, we really ramped up the, the wrestling figure collection anything to add heel husband no did you know it <laughs> all right um brian salat says is pizza a sandwich marco yes or no is pizza a sandwich yeah no why how is it a sandwich yeah yeah no it's definitely it's definitely not a sandwich it's definitely pizza who why would is that is that even an actual question how is that, that like a real fear? debate <laughs> I don't know. Ask Brian. Brian obviously wanted to know. It was on. It was on his mind. Um, let me pick. Oh, who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl, Seth? Um, I think the Seahawks. 
Russell Wilson's on a tear. He definitely went up a level uh, between last season and this one. Uh, DK Metcalf is a stud at wide receiver. I think the Seahawks are going all the way. Mm. Marco? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I would probably say the Seahawks. Um, obviously, I, want, I mean, I'm, I like the Raiders, too. I mean, they're 2-0 and right now, so that would be really cool if they could uh, make it to the Super Bowl. They almost did a few years back, uh, but then everyone got injured. Literally everybody, every quarter, <laughs> every quarterback that they had got injured, and they didn't make it. But, uh, yeah, probably the Seahawks, I think. They're probably going to end up winning the Super Bowl. I think, I think Russell's due for another yeah, one. Yeah, at one point late in the uh, – the second half of of their week two game, Russell Wilson was actually at a point where he had uh, more touchdown passes than incompletions on the season. So yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're kicking ass. Um, I think they had a really good shot of going all the way this year. So uh, with that, we'll wrap up another episode of the Chick Foley show. Again, remember you can find Sheena at Chick Foley on Instagram, find Marco at Chick Foley show on Twitter. Um, We'll be live either on Discord or the Facebook group. We'll be live somewhere on Sunday during uh, Clash of Champions so we can get some good conversation going and discuss all the uh, the big matches we got this Sunday. Remember, check us out on patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. And you can find us at Pro Wrestling Tees. Sheena, any closing thoughts for the fans? Nope. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your week. We'll be watching Clash of Champions, and we will be on Discord. So if you're in our Patreon group, make sure you look for the Discord link this weekend.